this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Should we spend five minutes recapping the end of part two? <laughs> we should. If I remember correctly, part two also rehashes the first one. It recaps the end of it. I think they all do that until maybe seven or eight. I don't think it goes that far. Does it? Like six? Doesn't it start with Tommy Jarvis on his way to the cemetery? Well, six might not because five, they're like, let's pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> 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 let's pretend like someone didn't pretend to be Jason. Spoilers. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. You're sorry. Check my shorts for Christ's sake. Joining me once again is Mr. Brett, a.k.a. Mr. Positivity, a.k.a. Mr. Wolfie T. Yep. If you're listening to us on Podcoin, (laughs) that means that it's, uh, you got to this before the 24th. Yeah, I really starting to regret putting in that effort to get on the Podcoin. (laughs) They announced that they're they're done after the twenty fourth. Yeah, or maybe on the twenty fourth. Somebody I follow thought it was because they claimed their podcast on it, and I like to think that it had something to do with us also. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Podcoin is going away. I didn't even get any rewards. Well, you still have time. It's I'm I don't know if I have enough time to get up to that many points. Yeah, well, you just need to leave it playing at night. Need to scam the <laughs> system, which is probably why they're going away. <laughs> You're telling me that everybody on the leaderboard has listened to 48 hours this week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Another thanks to uh, Steve and Mark from Movie Drone. They played our promo on their It Chapter 2 episode. I haven't I haven't heard it yet. Uh, I've been catching up on. You didn't listen on Podcoin. I was I was catching up on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it. I, I'm uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll get to it before Podcoin goes away. <laughs> sure you will. They're a bonus podcast. So are we? You get extra points. We are too, but we're buried way at the fucking bottom. <laughs> yeah. They just put every new one right at the top. I don't know how it goes because it seems like they kind of rotate and then, uh, yeah, and then we get buried at the bottom. Right after we claimed it, we were right at the top. We were, yeah. And I don't think it's in alphabetical order, but who knows? (laughs) Reverse alphabetical order? There's not too many Z wipe. Well, maybe Y. I wish because then we'd be at the top. Mm. Well, enough about that. We are continuing our horror extravaganza. We're doing Friday the 13th, part three, 3D. 
Yeah. From, from 1982. We did a poll. We're like, do you want to watch, do you want us to talk about three or four? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Two yeah. Two-thirds of the vote, I think, went to... <laughs> to part, part three. three. Yeah. Which, after re-watching part three, I realized how little actually happens in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining. I like it quite a bit, but... In fact, I kind of wish I had taken, uh, a li- made a list of all the gratuitous uh shots that they use just for the 3d gimmick i do have most of them listed because there's got to be at least 20 to 30 yeah because at the time uh, i read that so part two came out and it was still a big hit made a bunch of money but it made about half as much as the first one interesting that was only a year prior yeah so fatigue was setting in for the horror films even in 82 and they're like, we need something. We need a gimmick. We need a gimmick. Let's do it in 3D. And they, uh, you know, part two, Jason still uh, had the, he didn't have the mask yet. He was mm-hmm. looking like a hillbilly with a, with a sack on his head. With only one eye hole. <laughs> yeah. So, the shots they have written down that were just for the 3D audience. <laughs> Uh, the first one was the stick, although you could say the opening credits, title credits after the recap of part yeah. two, because this message comes up and says, you know, the first few minutes of the movie are not in 3D, but you'll need your glasses, you know. Although I don't think the credits are actually in 3D. Uh, they kind of meant to come out out at you a little bit. Okay, because so they do somewhat. I tried watching with the glass, <laughs> the glasses on, and I didn't really notice a difference with her without the glasses on the uh the mm-hmm. credits and then it was too hard to take notes with the glasses on so i, I switched yeah. back to 2d after that i've watched it a couple of times using the 3d it's fun but it can be you know it's the old school 3d so it's oh it's challenging yeah and i would definitely say the 3d looks better in the beginning than it does the end okay like you they, start to see lines around people's faces, like double lines mm-hmm. around their eyes or nose. It's kind of weird. Like when that dude's eye pops out on a string. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple scenes where they, they're like, how are we going to have this fly at the camera? I don't know. Tie a string around it. <laughs> but but we could see the string. I don't care. It's 3D. Nobody will notice. It's popping out at them. So yeah, in the beginning, we have this stick where... The couple in the beginning that run that convenience store, I guess. Yeah. Uh, was holding up a clothesline. And yeah, Harold, he knocks over Harold the laundry. bumps it. And so he just, he's readjusting it and fixing it, and he sticks the stick right in the camera. <laughs> For like five seconds. And then there's a, a snake that jumps out at him that's on a string, as you pointed out. Well, even before that, when uh, his yep. wife's watching TV, she adjusts mm-hmm. the antenna, and the antenna goes right in your face. Mm-hmm. After that, I have kids with a bat that are playing baseball in the street. <laughs> it just cuts to him like uh, just, I don't know, how do you describe it? He's putting the the bat right in the lens. Yeah. As he's like, he's waiting for the pitch. Yeah, he's like, you know, who used to bat like that? Was that? Uh... It wasn't Vernon Wells. Speaking of which, do you want to... <laughs> Is your correction for Vernon Wells? We already discussed this. <laughs> on, on the show? I think so. 
Mm, I don't know. I think we did. Maybe we just joked about it and everyone didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> Vernon Wells, the actor, never played baseball. Oh, well, yeah, that. But Vernon <laughs> Wells also never played for the Twins. Vernon Wells, the baseball, baseball player. player. Allegedly never played for the Twins. <laughs> Allegedly. Hashtag Mandela effect. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, in my universe. You were so confident when he said it. I was like, I don't remember it, but I'm sure he did in like 99 a, or 2000 or something. such an asshole for not correcting <laughs> me. I knew you were wrong, but I forget. But there was a baseball player. He used to just stand up at the plate, and then he would just have the bat at his waist with the, the head of the bat sticking out behind him. And that's kind of how the kid is holding the bat directly mm-hmm. into the camera lens. Yeah, I Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure either. I can't remember who it was back in the 90s. I think there was also a scene uh, where Harold's wife gets scared by a mouse that's on like yep. a little. Yeah, I have that I don't down even here. know what that is. It's like but... a little, almost. it's not a ruler, but that's about the size of it. Yeah. It's a little piece of wood that it can walk out and onto <laughs> right in front of the camera. Into the camera. Uh, there's a scene with the yo-yo that's constantly, he's dropping it on the girl's <laughs> face. Right. It's going right into the camera. Uh, the harpoon scene, which is probably the best one. Mm-hmm. It's when Jason uh, kills Vera with the harpoon gun, and the harpoon is going right into the camera. Uh, there's the fire poker. Uh, they have the fire poker going to the camera a little bit. Yeah. There's the eye pop. He crushes Rick's head. The eye pops out. That was, uh, that was a pretty good one, too. Fucking amazing. Yeah. That dude is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we'll when, get into it. Yeah. Well, then, when Jason gets axed in the end, the it's coming. The at handle you. is. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. also, yeah. Jason's coming at you uh, in the 3D. No, uh, like he has yeah. his arms out and okay, then he gets yeah. axed yeah. and the handle is just sticking like right in your eye. Type of thing. <laughs> what is he's just laying stationary on the ground? How about that juggling scene? <laughs> Riveting. Juggling. They're juggling fruit and the camera is. Uh, Directly overhead, and the, the, the fruit is coming right into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the details here. Friday the 13th, part three, is from 1982, directed by Steve Miner. We've talked about him before on the podcast. Have we? We have. Uh, he also directed Halloween H2O. Uh, he also directed Lake Placid, directed a lot, TV and movies, but sticking with the horror, he also did House and Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, he directed Soul Man. Yeah. Been wanting to see that. Warlock. I think I've seen Warlock. It's not that great. It's okay. I haven't seen House yet, but I've been wanting to. I believe he was also involved with Night of the Creeps. He directed Big Bully with Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold. Remember that one? Nope. Big Bully. Tom Arnold was a bully to Rick (laughs) Moranis, and then they met again when they were adults. You don't say. Did you say he did Lake Placid? Yes. He's also the newsman on TV in the couple's house in the beginning, talking about the previous film's murders. About this one, he directed Private Valentine, Blonde and Dangerous. <laughs> Saw that. <laughs> Starring Jessica Simpson. Which, I, which is why I did not mention it. She got her chest out doing a salute on the cover. 
that won't sell movies, I don't know what will. Yeah, he seems to have uh, peaked <laughs> sometime in the 80s. Anyways. Yeah, he was a uh, he was the second unit director on Night of the Creeps. Okay. I wasn't on that episode. Yeah. You've seen it since. Friday the 13th part 3 stars Dana Kimmel as Chris. She is the final girl. Tracy Savage as Debbie. Richard Brooker is Jason. They're in uh, alphabetical order is how they did the end credits. Let's see. Catherine Parks is Vera. Larry Zerner is Shelley. Gloria Charles is Fox. Anne Gabus is the cashier. Paul Kratka is Rick. Steve Dash is Jason. In the archive footage, I should should say. Uh, David Cadams is Chuck. Steve Huskind is Harold, the guy in the beginning like how his picture is uh from this movie mm-hmm. with the with a stick <laughs> didn't mention anyone else i mentioned one of the bikers but as i said richard brooker was jason in this film not the archive footage but uh in the archive footage you know betsy palmer mrs Voorhees, and amy Steele, uh jenny yeah Let's see. Uh, Kevin O'Brien was loco. He was one of the bikers. Did you say Rick? Paul, yeah. Paul Kratka. Oh, where were you? I just said that. <laughs> Rachel Howard played Chili. Gloria Charles was Fox. That was another one of the bikers. Who's the third biker? The Fox. I already said her name. Holly. Nick Savage. Synopsis. Having revived from his wounds... Jason Voorhees takes refuge at a cabin near Crystal Lake. As a group of co-eds arrive for their vacation, Jason continues his killing spree. So yeah, this is definitely one of the more popular ones because of the mass aspect. Yeah, I mean, this is the one where he gets the iconic look from. Mm-hmm. And it's 3D. <laughs> it's crazy to think... Even the poster's 3D. I mean, it's crazy to think that it took him... This many movies to get to the the Jason that everybody kind of knows. Yeah. Which is funny, too, because when you think of Friday the 13th, you think of Jason. But then everybody raves about the first one, and it's like a completely different... It's, it's not even like part of the franchise is what it feels like, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because it's, it's so different... Because they have a different killer, it's just a you know more of a like uh, I guess cerebral. I don't know. It seems a little more cerebral to me. Whereas like the other movies with Jason, it's just he's a killing machine. Mm-hmm. Well, he does make an appearance at the very end. It's confusing. What's the time? What's the time difference between the first one and the second one? Uh, like when they came out? No, like uh, in terms of the story. Uh, I'm not sure. Because don't they kind of say like a... Because this one is right after two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't they say like the... They kind of imply that him coming out at the end of the first one is a dream. Yeah. So I guess that kind of makes sense. If it was a dream and then he's fully grown because it's been 20 years since he was in the lake. So they do a callback 
at the end of this one. <laughs> so let's do the same thing, but we'll flip it. It'll be his mom coming out. Topsy turvy, that motherfucker. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to our first clip here. As if the five and a half minute recap of the first film wasn't enough, we have this newsman to recap it again for you. <laughs> little community of Crystal Lake was shocked today with reports of a grisly mass murder scene. Eight corpses have been discovered in what is already being called the most brutal and heinous crime in local history. A police spokesman told Ion News that they've been combing the area since just before dawn and are afraid that their gruesome discovery is just the beginning. Police Chief Scott Fitzsimmons had no comment about the murders when reached early this morning. Detectives at the scene, however, were baffled by the brutality of the killings. Bodies were found literally strewn over the four-square-mile campground in the remote lake region. Ginny Field miraculously survived repeated attacks by the axe-wielding killer and was taken to a local hospital today. She is in serious condition, suffering from multiple stab wounds and severe hysterical shock. The names of the eight victims are being withheld until notification of next And she's got to go see what's going on outside. <laughs> because Jason looks so much like Harold. <laughs> well, he's wearing a Harold's clothes. He took some clothes off the uh, the rack, or the, yeah. the clothesline. Got out of those overalls. He's about twice his size. Although, we should point out, you know, that Harold may be getting a little bigger because of how much he's eating in the convenience store. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's the worst fucking clerk ever. <laughs> but it's his store. <laughs> he's got a rabbit in the veggies. <laughs> Just hanging out. He's eating the fish food. He Okay, so he takes a drink out of the orange juice. He takes peanuts out of the peanut jar. He takes a donut out of the... Uh, it's like it a case a box, of donuts. Yeah. And... So I, I wrote it down. He eats fish food. First <laughs> yeah. of all, he eats fish food. He's like, why aren't you hu- aren't you hungry? Why don't you eat? Mm, that's pretty good. And then it's like dried eggs or something it's like, like day, that. I think it's uh, day fly yeah. eggs. Yeah. It's, it sounds disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, Mr. Rabbit, you can't be here. The wife <laughs> won't like this. And then he's, he's eating peanuts. He's drinking juice. Puts them back on the shelf, mm-hmm. ready to... To sell to the next unsuspecting customer. <laughs> uh, and then he shares a donut with the rabbit. Mm-hmm. It's like a, I don't know, like an Entenmann's donut or something. Yeah, his, uh, his better half puts the half-eaten donut back in the box, <laughs> and then he grabs it again later. And, and like, then she scolds him. him. He's like, oh, you can't do this. He's got shit hidden everywhere. He's got Jack Daniels hidden in the uh, outhouse, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to, like, his bathroom, is that just, like, a toilet in the shed? Like, <laughs> did you just put a toilet in the corner? Yeah, I didn't know what was going it didn't on, seem, really. It didn't seem like it, there was much privacy in there. <laughs> Reminded me of, uh, I guess, the sorority mom from Black Christmas. We had brandy hidden. In, <laughs> right? Like, two of them, two bottles hidden in every room in the house, basically. <laughs> Oh, did you see they remade that again? Yeah. It's from the producers of Get Out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everything fucking Blumhouse does. From the producers of Get Out. So this is going to be just as good as Get Out. I don't know if it's a remake of 
the original remake of the remake? Because I never saw the remake. Yeah, I never did either. But it's definitely it seems different than the original. Yeah, it seems like they spoil all of their new plot in their trailer. Oh, it's yeah, it's weird because like the half the tension of the fir- the original is them running through the switchboard to see who's <laughs> calling. <laughs> like we have caller ID now. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. I could just star sixty nine him if he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose we got to think of another way to create some tension. Let's just change who the killer is. We'll just have the killer stand outside and kill people in front of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, enough about it. We did a whole episode on Black Christmas, Mm -hmm. which you can find on PodCoin until (laughs) September 24th, apparently. Check it out there or many other podcast platforms. All right. Anyways. Oh, you should mention, uh, Harold got the shit scared out of him, which is why he was sitting on the toilet, mm-hmm. because he went to take the rabbit back into the shed, and all his other rabbits were dead. <laughs> and he's like, what did this? And snake on a string. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he did with that other rabbit, because there's no resolution to the snake on a string. I wish he would have sat on the toilet with the bunny still in his arms. <laughs> just, just petting it. Mm, That's pretty sweet. Well, he's got a... He hears something. Somebody's bumping the the wall. Mm-hmm. So he's got to investigate. I hope he hadn't started yet, because he just pulled his bridges straight up. Yeah. And then he gets butchered by Jason. <laughs> right in the chest. I wrote that down here as a, as a Brett joke in my notes. <laughs> He gets butchered because he gets killed with a butcher knife. I wasn't that clever. I just said he, I said Harold gets a butcher knife to the chest. Oh, man. And then Mrs. Harold. Did we ever get her name? Um, Probably not. Was she the cashier? No, the cashier's from the convenience store, isn't it? The, yeah. uh, the, the second scene? Maybe Edna? Possibly. There's no picture there, but. She starts poking around. And we get the vintage Jason scene of him bursting through a window to grab her from behind and stab her in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, because he had grabbed the uh, knitting needle. Is that what it was? I couldn't tell what yeah. he stabbed her with. Because she comes back from outside. And she goes, where's my other needle? Oh, okay. Where'd it go? So subtle, I missed it. Yeah. It's like, that's the one weapon. And he's just in the fucking shed with a butcher <laughs> knife. Why would he... Uh, why, why would he go get a stupid fucking needle? But uh, he's very creative. He is. For a, just a mindless killing machine. It's like, I already used that once. I got to get something different this time. <laughs> it's dirty. I don't know. Oh. I'm bored with it now. Gross. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we mentioned it last year when we did uh, part six. There's a scene in, like, every Jason movie. Where he brushes through a window, a door, or a wall mm-hmm. and grabs somebody from behind. Yep. Or just busting through in general. That's true. Because at the end of this one, during that dream sequence, he he's looking out the window. <laughs> he comes running downstairs, <laughs> kicks the door open. just door just flies off. And then also, he, when uh, Chris is in the house, he throws... 
I guess he throws Rick through the window and then he climbs in. <laughs> he does but. a lot of that too. He does a lot of throwing people through windows. That's, a, that's some I've, I don't know. I, I hadn't seen any of these uh, movies until last year. Uh, and there are some of my favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because of shit like that. <laughs> Him just busting through windows and doors and walls or throwing people through windows. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, so then I think is going to lead us into our next clip, maybe? When we meet the uh, everybody from the van, Shelly and... Shelly's going to meet his date. Yeah, so we have what? Chris and Debbie are a couple. No, Chris is a girl. Chris and uh, Rick. Uh, yeah. Chris, uh, her date is at the cabin already. Which is really, they don't really talk about it much. Because when she gets there, it's like, you got to give me, you know, give me a chance to, you know, get to know you again. Yeah. As well as last, almost like last. Well, she said she hasn't been to the cabin in a couple of years. Yeah. So is that the last time they hung out? I don't know. Let's not jump too far ahead. We got to go through. Mm-hmm. So we got Debbie and Andy was her. Yeah. Was her dude. I think so. Yeah. And then Chuck and his girlfriend, who his name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. We'll just refer to them as the 40-year-old hippies. They're the stoners. <laughs> Tommy Chong and uh, his lady. They seemed quite a bit older than everyone else. They I might don't know have... if that was just because they were hippies, but... It was probably well. Chuck looked older, but I think it was just the the beard and the haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the glasses. The glasses really aged him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shelly, Shelly, who claims to be an actor, yes, is uh, they're picking up his date Vera, mm-hmm. and Vera should have listened to her mother. Yeah. Uh, also in this clip, uh, he comes out of the van with a mask on and a fake knife and. Goes up behind uh, Andy. It's just a plastic uh, mask. It's weird. Yeah. Clear. You know who would be good friends? Foreshadowing. With... For, for his ho- he has a lot of masks. He has the hockey mask, too. Shelly is uh, the red herring throughout. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know who, who he'd be good friends with? Uh, the guy that played Groucho Marx in... Uh, Oh, it's a terror train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they would get along splendidly. <laughs> yeah. Just asshole making, you know, <laughs> stupid jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out that episode on from, uh, was that last year? The last uh, winter? Uh, it's, a, it's a New Year's Eve film, horror film on a train. I can't remember because Jason was on that. Is either last winter or the winter before? I think it was the winter before. Because I think it was one of his early ones. Okay. I don't know. It's on PodCoin until <laughs> September 24th. <laughs> All right, let's get to this clip. You guys got a busy weekend. It's the White House on the left. Hey, Shelly, come on out and meet your date. Bring her to me. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Sex, sex, sex. You guys are getting boring, you know that? What would a weekend in the country be without sex? Cool it, Andy. Didn't mean it that way. Look, you guys, 
I want you to have a good time this weekend. What happened to me at the lake happened a long time ago. I'm fine, really, okay? Just forget about me. Oh, I'm supposed to forget that we've been oh. friends. For God damn it, Shirley. Why do you always have to be such an asshole? I beg your pardon. I'm not an asshole. I'm an actor. Same thing. Look, Shelly, you're my roommate, and I like you. Most of the time. But you gotta quit doing those things. Now, I got your date, didn't I? Didn't I? Yeah. So don't embarrass me. Just relax. Be yourself. Would you be yourself if you look like this? Mrs. Sanchez, I'm Chris. We've come to pick up Vera. She is not going. What are they saying? I don't know. I spoke Spanish. Hi, everybody. What are you looking at? Is everything all right? Just your basic old-fashioned mother problems. So, which one's my date? Hi. <laughs> You're Shelly? Sorry. Should we mention Vera has no luggage? Yeah, I didn't think about that. And also, should we should we describe Shelley? Go he, for it. He looks like a young <laughs> Seth Rogen. He does. He looks like super bad Jonah Hill, kind of. If Jonah Hill was Seth Rogen mm-hmm. in that movie, yeah, yeah, he's a little trimmer than Jonah Hill. Yeah, although he's fat for 1982. Because mm-hmm. he makes a joke about it at his own expense later. Yeah, we already talked in Motel Hell about how age is different in the 80s. <laughs> and I guess weight is, too. It was. <laughs> they're, they're skinny dipping, but I'm not skinny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I they think. The, I have that in the next clip. Oh, do you? Sweet. And then. Uh, well, actually, no. A couple clips from now. I feel bad, like I said, I feel bad for Vera, because her mother knew something bad was going to happen on that mm-hmm. trip. Indeed. But she had to go. She had to go along. She's not the only one who knew something bad was going to happen. Plus, she got stuck with Shelly. Yeah. But there's a hobo just laying in the street. Oh, man. This is, there, there's a few things mm-hmm. that I want to bring up. They think their van is on fire. Yeah. But it's Chuck and his lady hitting some big-ass bongs in the back. Mm. We find out Debbie is pregnant, which they never mention again after the... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can't... The The police are following them, right? Mm. So, And everybody's got their weed out, and uh, Debbie says she can't eat it because she's pregnant. But everybody else starts eating the marijuana because yep. they think they're getting pulled over. So she can breathe it, but... <laughs> Can't eat it, apparently. And uh, what turns out is a false alarm because the cops are going to the scene of the uh, grisly murders at the convenience store of Harold and wife. Mm -hmm. And wife. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Harold, whose name I do not remember. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, they drive past. They just kind of look in a little bit. And as they're looking, she's distracted and almost runs over. A man who's just laying in the road, <laughs> sleeping. It's just there. Why is he sleeping in the road, I asked <laughs> myself. But, uh, yeah, here's the that clip. 
Chris, stop the van. What? Stop! What is it? Daydreaming, I didn't even Jeez. see him. Hey, he looks just like my grandfather. <gasps> you must be in heaven. Oh, don't him touch him. You don't what know where he's been. What are you doing down there, okay? Thank you. What are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. you are indeed all of you kind and generous young people. Look upon what his grace has brought unto me. What is that? I found this today. There were other parts of the body. That's an eyeball. But he said to me he wanted me to have this. Yes. He wanted me to warn you. Look upon this omen and go back from whence ye came. I have warned thee. I have warned thee. So he's got an eyeball. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Jason told him to warn people, or he's just he just saw Jason kill people, and he's like, I'm going to grab that eyeball and warn anybody that comes across this road? You know, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and so I think he just took it upon himself, you know, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, grabbed that eye, and just set out to start warning people. He's like, I'm going to block the road. So nobody's going <laughs> to drive over me. That's not a possibility. Oh, man. They should have bird boxed them. <laughs> boop, boop. It's just speed bumps. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> oh, bird box. You're okay. Now, this is where we get into the, the Rick situation. Mm-hmm. How old do you think Rick is? About 38? I'd still say about 30. He looks quite a bit older than the rest of them. Let's see. He was born in 55. So, so he was about 27 when the movie came out. Yeah. December 23rd, 1955. So a late, a late 55. So he was a 82, 27. Mm-hmm. He would have been 26. 26. Mm-hmm. Which means that he's a 2019, 38. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about how he greets chris mm-hmm. once they get in there everybody else is going to the lake chris says i gotta bring my my bags inside and uh chris is acting weird because she uh had a bad experience the last time she was up at the cabin mm-hmm. which is weird because they do a flashback later and it kind of screws with the uh um timeline of jason <laughs> yeah the <laughs> yeah so this the, maybe this was his first attempt at killing and that's why he sucked at it and she got away maybe i don't know <laughs> but he, i'm pretty sure he was wearing harold's clothes in the fucking flashback so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so so maybe i don't know maybe i it's i don't know it's very confusing because i was trying to think like it's been a while since I've seen the original. Like, she wasn't in the original, was she? And then they're like, no, she almost got killed by Jason. And uh, here's some video of it. It looks like it happened last week, but it <laughs> happened years ago. And then Jason came and killed a bunch of people at the camp. Because his mother told him to? I don't know. Was... I didn't see the second one. <laughs> mm. 
Although the director directed both of them, so. Yeah. It's a continuity. What the fuck is that? <laughs> um. So, yeah, he he surprises her. He jumps out from, I think, from behind the door and just starts. Just grabs her. Mm-hmm, making out with her. Puts his lips in her face. It's just Harvey Weinstein's her. Pretty much. All that was missing was a robe. <laughs> He is fully dressed. That's a <laughs> that's a point in the uh, in the the wind call. I don't know. <laughs> we should say allegedly for legal purposes. <laughs> oh, please don't sue us, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I heard you still have money, so you could probably afford lawyers. Yep. All right, here we go. Is someone here? My imagination, or did it just get cold in here? Did I do something wrong? Did I? No. It's just being here again. I know it's only been two years, but I feel like I've been away forever. Doesn't look like anything's changed, though. Even the paintings are still crooked. Well, you've certainly changed. Don't you even say hello anymore? I'm sorry. Hello, Rick. How are you? Well, that's a start. Could you just slow down, please? There's a whole weekend ahead of us. Let me get to know you again. Let me get to know this place again. Okay. There's only so many cold showers I can take. Come outside and help me with the bags. Oh, God. You know, Chris... I think you've gained some weight since last summer. I have not. You put me down. Here, you get the ones inside. I'll get the ones off the top. Wasn't this store closed a few minutes ago? What did you say? Nothing. Chris. It's my bag. I'll take care of it. Shelly, what are you doing in there? Why aren't you down at the lake with everybody else? Oh, they said they were going skinny dipping, and uh, I'm not skinny enough. I hope they actually told him that. (laughs) (laughs) That he wasn't doing a joke at his own expense. I hope they actually said, uh, we're going skinny dipping, and Shelly, you're not skinny enough. Get the fuck out of here. Well, skinny dipping with a fifth wheel has got to be... Like the worst thing ever. Third wheel, fifth wheel, it's got to be for couples only. Yeah, but... Or people, or prospective couples. But him and Vera, they're there. Yeah, And then they're like, we don't need Shelly. We got Debbie and Vera and Andy. You think Vera And then the stoner, I assume the stoners are going to drown out there. Yeah. Well, they're probably the first ones to skinny dip, and everyone's like, eh, I'll wait till later. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) John Lennon looking motherfucker. Oh, let's see. Yeah, Rick is fucking creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. The quote-unquote joke about making fun of her weight, you know, <laughs> which, you know, she's very thin girl, yeah. athletic. You know, he gained some weight since last summer. Is that what he says, last summer? Since the last time I saw you. Last time I saw you. It's like, that's a joke you could that only works if you know the person really well. <laughs> 
you haven't seen this girl in like two years. Yeah. And he's just been taking cold showers in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> like, like nothing says romance. Like I can only take so many cold showers. <laughs> Cause you know, one more and I'm going to rape you. Yeah. He's hard up for it. Cause apparently he, you know, doesn't live nearby. He has to travel all the yes. way there in his fucking bug. <laughs> Why does he have a beetle? Yeah, he looks like he could be taller than me, and he has a fucking bug. I don't an know. old bug. This is just a weird thing to have on a farm. Yeah, and then they. Well, it's not his farm, but although it must be, because why the hell is he working? <laughs> I don't know if they <laughs> hired him to be there or who owns it, but well, I think Chris's parents own it, so I don't know if he's just like a, a house sitter or. If they hire him to like take care of it and live there or what? I guess he could be a family friend or unless it's a timeshare because her memory is also of the cabin. Yeah. She's talked about how long it's been since he's been there. We hope they're not brother and sister. <laughs> so, Well, then she makes him pull hay up into the loft of the barn. Yeah. And she's like, you know, daddy always wanted to have hay on the farm just in case we get horses and then we never got horses so i'm just gonna keep doing that because that's something to do and then rick's like let's set aside like three hours uh let's see what he said let's set aside three hours a day to fulfill our needs (laughs) one in the morning and two in the evening (laughs) you're coming on strong if you're taking cold showers you don't need that hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be just fine with about five minutes. Five minutes in the morning <laughs> and seven minutes at night. I think you just she just needs to lay next to you and help you. He'll be good to go. <laughs> he can Louis C.K. on her. Mm-hmm. Or Antonio Brown, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That's Topical. Topical with all these predators around. I hope people who listen to this in a year and a half understand that reference. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then, and then after that, they find, uh, they start hearing some noises. Is it Chris again? Chris is always the one hearing noises, isn't mm. she? Yeah. And uh, it's coming from one of the bedrooms. Actually, I think she shows Debbie and Andy their bedroom first, and yep. there's no bed. There's a hammock, mm-hmm. and pregnant Debbie, who never comes up again, <laughs> that she's pregnant, is like, how do I do this and Andy in a hammock? And then there's another room that starts hearing some noises in there, coming from the closet. She opens the door, and there's Shelly, axe in his head, mm-hmm. dripping blood, and he drops... He just drops dead. So, yeah, she's screaming bloody murder. Everyone runs to come help, but uh, was it uh, Andy leans over and starts tickling him? <laughs> Tickles his jelly belly. <laughs> That's two movies in a row with jelly bellies. <laughs> I wish Shelly would have got punched in his, though. <laughs> Fuck it, Ida. Go <laughs> uh. <laughs> tell hell. Check it out. What are you whispering about? <laughs> hey, what are you whispering over there? You want to know why Vincent's meat tastes so good? Uh, why? What are you whispering? 
She's telling me why the meat tastes so good. It's because he mixes the pork with a... Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. You, you gotta add that to the board. I think, <laughs> I think we could get some use out of that one. Hey, what do you what do you whispering, what are you whispering about? <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking fifty eight year old farmer Vincent <laughs> looks like he's about seventy five. <laughs> so yeah, this is the one of the the first uh, Shelley fake outs, and it comes back to bite him in the ass later. But yeah, so they need some supplies. Vera's going to go to the store by herself in Rick's Beetle. Mm -hmm. Shelly insists on going with her, and she reluctantly lets him go. Yeah. And Vera doesn't have any money, so I don't know what the fuck she Well, they don't take food stamps. (laughs) That's that's the cashier said. We don't take food stamps. I thought that was... she turns around and and says, Shelly, I need some money. I thought the cashier was just being racist. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was kind of thinking, too. Because I didn't see any food stamps, but I don't think the camera's showing her. Because as we have established, Vera is a uh, Latina American. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Shelly has a Velcro wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have a fucking Velcro. This is another 3D scene because yeah. he throws the wallet at the at the camera and then Vera drops it. Yeah, he can't be bothered to... Uh... <laughs> Walk over to the counter. Well, he's busy reading that, you know, nudie magazine. So I don't by remember, reading, I mean reading. I don't remember what he was looking at. The at the very least, it was like a Maxim type magazine. Okay. There was a just a big blonde on the cover, scantily clad. So he's reading some sort of skin mag. Uh, but this gets the attention of a uh, motorcycle club. <laughs> Of three? They're, they're, they're very a, hot and cold. There's a three-person motorcycle club. Yep. Don't call them a gang. <laughs> they're MC. Uh, and they they threaten to take his wallet. They make a big hassle about it. But they eventually give him his wallet back. Mm-hmm. Or give it to Vera. And then, not uh, after lots of intimidation. Yeah. And the two guys lifting Shelly off the ground and just holding him. It, takes two, around. it yeah. takes two people to lift Shelly. He's <laughs> yeah. not skinny enough. Yep. Uh, and then they go out. You know, they bring their groceries out to the car, and there's uh, there's old Ali, as we find out his name is later, mm-hmm. with his biker chain, because that's a thing. Yeah. If I've learned anything from professional wrestling, that it's that motorcycle uh, gangs have biker chains. Of course. You just have a long chain that you just carry around all the time. <laughs> and uh, Shelly says that they're not going to get the best of me. Mm-hmm. What does he do first? Does he? He he backs up and uh, so he backs of, he backs over the motorcycles first. Well, he just knocks knocks one over or knocks actually I think knocks all of them over. Yeah. And so Ali sees it and is all pissed. And, you know, Shelly tries to drive off and he stands in his way and he slowly walks around the car and then just punches it in in the, uh, he, he the pun- driver's side window yeah he punches out the uh the windshield also both of which you see from inside the car with the fist coming right at the camera yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah what shelly drives off and then he's 
going off about, oh, they went too far this time. So he turns around and then runs over the edge of his oh, yeah. bike. Yeah, he runs over he one of the wheels. he can't get it started quick enough. Yeah, he runs over one of the wheels. And he's all proud of himself. Mm-hmm. And then he drives off. And apparently even with, you know, they must be expert trackers, this motorcycle gang. Yeah, because they track them all the way down out to the secluded farmhouse. There's only one where one place in the whole area for them to go. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but it's a lake, so that's like the only cabin on the lake. Maybe they recognize Rick's car. Yeah, but <laughs> I think Rick's car was over by the house. Like the closest vehicle to them went to the road was the van, because that's where they started taking gas out of. No, I'm saying like maybe they. Uh, seen rick in town before in his car and they knew that rick was staying at the at the <laughs> cabin yeah but we still haven't established what's rick's relationship to the cabin <laughs> if it's families share it or what well he i think he spends a, a good amount of time there i guess is what it I, that's what i got maybe rick is chris's summer boyfriend that's what it is hmm. every other summer <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cold showers can only take so many. It's been taking cold showers for nine months. Oh man! Well, two years. Well, I yeah, two years and maybe nine months. <laughs> uh, so we get back there. Everybody's playing yo-yos, or uh, Andy is. is playing yo-yo right over Debbie's face, mm-hmm. or Chris, or whoever. I don't know. They all kind of look like. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was gratuitous 3D shot number thirty. This is about the time the bikers show up, right, and start to siphon the gas. Yeah, they show there's a somebody in the barn, and you're not sure if that's Jason or if it's the biker gang. Mm-hmm. But the biker gang shows up, and yeah, they siphon their gasoline, and then uh, the one dude's like, all right, start, go to the barn and start pouring it out, and then we're going to light that fucker on fire. <laughs> it was so weird to me. I was so confused because Fox, the woman of the club, <laughs> right. as they're siphoning out the gas, she's like, you know, isn't this going a little too far? I don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> she doesn't want anyone to get hurt. You already assaulted them in the convenience store. Outside the convenience store, you're stealing their gas. Yeah. So at the very least, they're going to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. And you're also contemplating burning down their barn. <laughs> just some, it's just some casual arson. I don't want anybody to get hurt. It's just some casual arson. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So burn this motherfucker down. So while there's, uh, the two dudes are siphoning the gas, Fox uh, goes and just has a good time in the barn. Starts swinging on shit. and. hmm Looking around, and uh, I believe Jason's in there, right? Yeah. It's her and... Uh, Loco. Loco. They both the, get pitchforks. Yeah. Loco goes looking for her, and uh, he finds her pitchforked to the rafters through the neck. She's just hanging around. Yep. And then uh, he gets one in the chest. I think this is another 3D shot, because he's got the pitchfork in his chest, and he's just... Waving it around. Well, he turns around, or doesn't turn, but well, he kind of turns his body a little bit to reach around, and he's feeling the pitchfork on the on his back because okay. it came out of his backside. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, they... Then Ali gets hacked. They succumb the, to their wounds pretty fast. Yeah. Ali is the other guy. He gets hacked with a machete. Yep. Left for dead. <laughs> yeah. All the other people just die. <laughs> just right away. I don't know where he was left because people go in that barn about 100 times later and he's never where anybody can see him. Yeah. Which is weird. But Jason We'll get to it at the end. But uh, that was so weird that he I was like, why is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, I think we got a clip for this. Uh sh- everybody's kind of settling in for the night. Mm-hmm. Chris and Rick go for a drive in Rick's busted up car. <laughs> <laughs> which no doubt has glass all over the interior. <laughs> Uh, Debbie and Andy are going up to their bedroom to get in the hammock. Uh, the two stoners are asleep, and then uh, we have Vera and Shelly, and Shelly shoots his shot. Yes, he, he sure does. <laughs> I guess that leaves you and me, sort of. Yep. You really are very good at that. It's not... Vera, mm-hmm. you and I have gotten to know each other a little today, you know, and I like you. I like you a lot. I was thinking that maybe, you know, we could... I don't think so. Look, I'm going to go outside for a few minutes, and then when I get back in, we'll talk, okay? Sure. We'll talk. Bitch. <laughs> he turns that pretty quick mm-hmm. it's like i ain't got time to talk we gotta go now <laughs> there's only so many cold showers to go around so he just he says fuck it and apparently within three minutes he's already in a get, uh wetsuit yeah he gets the <laughs> wetsuit going oh man Complete with what snorkel or no he doesn't have a snorkel he just has the hockey mask he's got the hockey mask and then he's got like a Harpoon gun from God knows where. <laughs> I guess maybe it could have been at the cabin Probably, somewhere. But yeah. Why does anybody have a harpoon gun, really? I don't know, because you don't want to like, actually fish. Of all the lake monsters? I don't know. You just stand on the dock and shoot the fish? I don't know how that works. Yeah. Maybe there's a whale hoe over there. I mean, some people use it to... Uh, like in Shoot Norbit. lines across water, you know. Have you seen Norbit? Set up like a ferry. It's a whale hoe. Did you just call me a whale? And a hoe. Did you just ask me if I've seen Norbit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a harpoon gun, but he, he knew how to shoot, a, how to throw a harpoon. Uh, yeah, and then like Chris and Rick, are uh, they got a little campfire going. With their... They need an excuse to ruin another vehicle, so he just leaves his lights on while they sit outside of it. <laughs> you dumb bastard. Yeah, he, he accidentally let the battery die. Because, uh, like, what did the headlights start going out? She goes, oh, is somebody there? And they look over, and it's just basically the car running out of battery. He goes, oh, no, it's just the battery. You know, I recharged it yesterday, but... Must not have taken. <laughs> it's like, and we'll just walk back. It'll be fine. <laughs> we can just 
drag a battery recharger or a brand new battery out here. Yeah. It's like, if this were a real horror movie, he would have raped her right there. <laughs> Cold showers, I'm telling you, they're not available outdoors. <laughs> but this is where she tells him about uh, her encounter with Jason. I'll yeah. never forget that that face. Oh, it's so grotesque. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they do the flashback, which just fucks up with the continuity. And, uh, yeah. She I actually, get, actually have a little... She got away from him. I have a bit of a fun fact about that. So I saw this on Wikipedia. I looked at some different fun facts from IMDb, Wikipedia. There's this other website I was at looking at different little tidbits. Um, so apparently film scholar Jim Harper has noted Friday the 13th Part 3 for its final girl character, Chris, suffering from childhood trauma resulting from sexual assault which leaves her unable to engage in intimate relationships. Although there is no undisputed evidence of what has really happened to her, in the film, Chris's trauma stems from an attack uh, she survived from Jason Voorhees, which leaves her mentally scarred. According to Jim Harper's interpretation, in comparison to the final girl characters and other uh, contemporaneous slasher films such as Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, Chris's failure to engage in sexual relations is a function of trauma as opposed to repression or dysfunction. Mm. So it is slightly different from the Reagan era sexual repression of the final girl characters. Makes sense. Yeah. Might be a bit of a leap that it's sexual assault because he could have just tried to kill her. However, in that news report in the beginning, as the reporter trails off as she's looking outside, it says uh, reports of cannibalism and sexual mutilation yeah. have been unconfirmed yeah so could be something sexual going on but we're gonna report it anyways because we're <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fake news <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh yeah so yeah i i don't know if necessarily he was trying to sexually assault her but obviously it, it could uh, come off that way in her mind because he was you know trying to grab her and restrain her and all that stuff and you know she just managed to get away plus the uh slasher genre is just a allegory for sexual assault anyway since everything's stabbing mm-hmm. penetrating women especially in slumber party massacre <laughs> You're gonna drill a bunch of girls. <laughs> I kind of wish they had some. Uh, uh, the Slumber Party Massacre come out after this or before? Either way, two about. Uh, no, wait a second. Is either the same year or two years after? I kind of wish they had taken a page out of that movie's book and shown how Jason set up a bunch of these traps. Eighty-two. Because there Super was slumber party. If you remember our episode on slumber party massacre one and two, there's a scene in slumber party massacre where the killer goes and he uh, he lays down on the floor and covers himself <laughs> with a blanket, <laughs> and it shows these in its entirety, which is kind of refreshing because you never get to see the killers actually setting up their traps. Mm-hmm. Which I 
like I said, I kind of wish I had seen how Jason set up, like, how did you get Loco to fall out of the tree right at that moment? Yeah. How did you do this? How did you do that? You know? It was kind of funny seeing him <laughs> scurry to the center of the room and throw a blanket over him. Because <laughs> that's actually, that blanket was there because it was covering the dead pizza man. Yeah. And so he kind of ditched that body and replaced it with himself <laughs> to uh, yeah trick him. Most movies would have just cut that scene. And then, <laughs> yeah. You know, the next thing you know, he's popping up off the floor. Uh-huh. But I uh, appreciate the attention to detail. <laughs> uh, yeah, so back at the cabin, uh, old Chuck, he wakes up from his slumber and he's got to go take a shit. <laughs> and they have an outhouse. Apparently they have they have enough indoor plumbing to have a working shower, but not a indoor toilet yeah i can't remember thinking of the shower scenes if you can see like a toilet kind of lower in frame i don't know because they have sinks in there too because they they go in yep. the kitchen and they have a sink a working sink so it's very strange that they have an outhouse but he he uh he lights up in the outhouse maybe he, he just doesn't want to well was she she was probably taking a shower at this time maybe he didn't want to go take a shit in there while she's showering Maybe. I don't know how all that uh, simultaneously took place, if they're all at the same time or if they were kind of in the order as they were shown. Um, so, yeah, he's he's in the outhouse. Meanwhile, Vera's out on the dock. And, uh, yeah, this is where Shelly teaches her a lesson about going out <laughs> <laughs> alone in the dark. Especially when you're pretty. Yeah. you a valuable lesson a beautiful girl like you should never go out in the dark alone <laughs> damn it Shelly why do you do these stupid things I have to no you don't have to I just want you to like me I do like you but not when you act like a jerk being a jerk is better than being a nothing I never said you were nothing you don't have to say it. I could tell. You're wrong. Shelly. I'm really starting to dislike this Shelly character. <laughs> like, is he supposed to be sympathetic? Because he really is a fucking jerk. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he, they probably try to get the audience to root for him a little bit. Because he's the, oh, shucks, he's... Overweight and ugly. Well, he's always uh, the the red. Like I said, he's the red herring throughout. Mm-hmm. So he was the the fake dead body in the closet. He was the fake uh, slasher when they uh, they went to pick up Vera, and now he's the fake killer coming out of the water to stab Vera as she sits on the dock. He's the hopeless romantic that can never close the deal. And then he victim blames her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bitch (laughs) (laughs) so Shelly goes back in the the cabin and uh, 
Or he goes somewhere. I don't know. He, he goes to the de- like the deck. There's a a swing or a it's like a swinging bench. Okay. I think on the deck. And then Vera has his wallet still for some reason. Yeah, I didn't get how she got that. She drops it in the fucking lake. Yeah. Because you think she, I guess, would have given it back to him earlier, but. Which, uh, when she tries to fish it out, that angle looked like it was a, a studio shot. Because it looked fucking fake. But I don't know, maybe it was actually at the lake. Remember when, like, she was trying to fish it out of the, yeah. the lake? Mm-hmm. Is that, like, fake to you? Mm, I don't know. The the uh, the setting. Uh, I know it was a man-made set. Okay. Where the lake was and the uh, cabin and surrounding areas. It looked like it was... Uh, I like guess the that... cabin burned down in 2012. But that particular scene, to me, looked like... They like redid it in a studio. Like maybe they did it on a reshoot or could have something like that. It was all in California. But uh Yeah, so uh she's trying to fish his wallet out and then she turns and she says, uh Shelly Shelly <laughs> But it it's like not Shelly? Then it's not Shelly. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> it's it's Jason in a hockey mask. Mm-hmm. For the first time ever. Yep. He shoots a harpoon right into her eye. <laughs> and is, into the eye of the audience. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Special effect. I love it. Right after he drops her, he turns around. He just throws down the harpoon gun like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> right. And then he just kind of leans back like and just kind of pimp walks up the <laughs> up the dock like, slowly. <laughs> like, let's see what's going on over here. But like all he's missing is... Like the big pimp coat, like, you know, with his arms out. That's all the things missing because he kind of leans back and just kind of struts. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, and then while all this is going on, I forget. We were talking about Chuck in the, the outhouse. He got killed in the in that right away, didn't he? He gets killed in the basement when he's checking the fuse box. Ah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Because those. Uh, oh wait, there it is. I think he gets scared by somebody, or that, or that must be when his lady gets it. Well, they, yeah, okay. So I see my notes. No, right. no, no. They're both in the kitchen when the power goes out. Because she's like, "Be the man, man." Because he's like, "You want me to go downstairs <laughs> in the dark by myself?" Yeah, I see in my notes where he dies. Mm-hmm. I I just couldn't remember if I had just skipped over that. Somebody comes and bangs on the side of the outhouse, and he also just pulls his pants up and and goes for it. I don't need to wait, man. I don't even have to look. But anyways, uh, Vera, dead. Uh, And then Debbie and Andy are fucking in a hammock. Mm -hmm. And uh, she thinks the sex is so good because of the hammock. She's like, is it you, me, or the hammock? Andy, of course, is it's because of him. I vote for the hammock. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't good without the hammock, it's not you with it. Yep. And then she takes a shower forever, even though she's not even washing her hair. Can we uh, mention that Andy has to walk on his hands everywhere? Mm-hmm. And he's going to go get her a beer, even though she's pregnant. Which wasn't even a 3D gimmick. I didn't get that. <laughs> There's just some, well, I, I think it's because he, uh, 
He gets macheted growing first. <laughs> yeah. When they show his body up in the rafters, now that was a cool uh, special effect because it's like all twisted and mangled because they basically split him in half with the machete. Yeah, and then they folded him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, so Debbie's pregnant, but she says, get me a beer. And then she changes her mind because she's a lady. It's a prerogative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets. she's another person who gets killed off screen. Because she, Shelly, I guess, comes back onto screen with his throat slit, but he dies. On, but he isn't attacked by Jason on screen, and she no, the, she dies because she goes back in the hammock and she's waiting for Andy to come back. Oh, that's screen. right. Yep. And she's reading Fangoria. Mm-hmm, that she is, which is uh, featuring uh, articles. Uh, Tom Savini was on the cover, right? Or he was one of the the articles she was reading was about Tom Savini. I think so. And then uh, Godzilla. Probably because Tom Savini did the special effects for Friday the 13th Part 1. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so this is where Andy's in the rafters, which she must have been in that shower for a long fucking time for Jason to cut that motherfucker in half, fold him up, and then put him up in the rafters just so (laughs) that he would drip down at the perfect moment so he could hide under the hammock and stab Mm -hmm. her from beneath. Uh, Yeah. The stoners are making popcorn. This is where uh, Shelly comes in with his throat slashed. Yeah. And uh, Chuck's lady is like, you fucking faker. Mm -hmm. You're not dead. But he is. (laughs) She probably should have been able to smell it. You know, the last thing you do when you die is shit your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And as we mentioned before, the power goes out and Chuck's got to go. Tinker with that, he gets thrown into the the uh, circuit box or whatever. Gets yeah. electrocuted. Uh, his lady gets a red hot poker in the gut. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically just uh, Rick and Chris left, and uh, they stroll in mm-hmm. from their leisurely walk because Rick didn't charge the battery in his car, <laughs> and then he left the. Fucking headlights well, no, on. He charged it. He charged it yesterday. <laughs> Must not have taken. He just I decided just, to leave the lights on. I just left my lights on for hours at a time. <laughs> uh, and they're looking around like, what's going on? I'll check upstairs. She notices uh, water is dripping from the upstairs. Yeah. You guys are ruining my house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Rick uh, bumps into Jason. Mm-hmm. And he gets the Kali vice grip. <laughs> the, the great Kali? The great Kali. <laughs> Which I thought the great Kali might do this to a couple of guys, but he didn't. Uh, and that is squeeze his head so hard that it smashes together and his eye pops out. Yeah. It's like Casino. <laughs> Joe Pesci does it to a guy in a vice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, yeah, Chris finds the... She goes up to the bathroom. Bathtub is overflowing with bodies. <laughs> I say, well, technically, at first, the tub is overflowing because it's full of bloody clothes. But yeah, oh, bodies uh, are popping out of everywhere. Are there bodies in there? I thought there were some bodies in there. No, there's bodies in the closet. Uh, up, and there's the Andy's in the rafters. Oh, that's right. Because Shelly's downstairs still. Probably. Oh yeah, he puts Debbie in the closet. Mm-hmm. Because then uh, Debbie and her unborn baby 
Yeah. <laughs> so depressing. This is why they didn't mention that she was pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> what is the point of saying she's pregnant if you're never going to bring it up again? When you're watching a movie about a bunch of co-eds partying on a lake, why the hell would you want any of them to be pregnant? <laughs> right. And then they're like, okay, this guy's going to come around and kill everybody, including the pregnant lady. Well, maybe we can get more sympathy for this character. Well, not if they're smoking weed and drinking and shit. She wasn't smoking weed. She was getting a contact eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, that van was filled with smoke. <laughs> and then she she decided to not have a beer after <laughs> initially wanting one. Yeah. I don't want that beer. <laughs> Andy. So, yeah, then it's just down to uh, her freaking out because she's starting to, you know, find the bodies. And she's locking all the windows because they keep on banging back and forth. And then Rick is thrown through the windows. Yeah. And uh, in between there, she runs out. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's running to the barn and Loco falls out of the tree. Perfect time. And then she runs back (laughs) in and then here comes Rick through the window. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, Jason soon to follow. And then we get a little uh, shining homage, maybe. Yeah. She locks herself in the closet. Dead Debbie's there. And uh, Jason's got an axe. Yeah. Chopping down the door, and she gets brave enough to pull the body out of Debbie's dead body. The body s- the body out of the body? What did I say? He said she, she got brave knife. enough to pull the body out of the dead body. <laughs> Boy, I feel like a horse's patoot. <laughs> Pulls the knife out of the dead body, and then stabs Jason in the hand when he's unlocking the door, and then she comes out and has just terrible aim. Because Jason is like the slowest killer ever, and he's just dodging him like it's nothing. <laughs> well, Jason just wanted to ask her a question. Yeah. And then she does get him in the uh, thigh or yeah. knee area. Yeah. Well, he gets stabbed in the hand also. Yeah. And I then said that gets... when she uh, locked the door. Oh, where were you? I just you. said that. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you. That's what it was. You were listening to Body. I only catch your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. She breaks out a window. Yeah, he grabs her, but the uh, her coat rips, so she falls to the ground below, and then runs into the barn. I'm trying to remember when she drops all the books, <coughs> the books on him. Yeah, that was when uh, he was downstairs. She, because she pushed the bookcase over from the top of the stairs, and it was right after he came into the house. Makes sense. Okay. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Says, uh, read a book, motherfucker. <laughs> she didn't actually say that. I said that. <laughs> I was going to say, I missed that part. <laughs> pretty sure I would have written that down. Uh, Oh, yeah. She got back into the... She falls out of the second story. Her jacket rips. She goes right back into the cabin. Mm-hmm. And then she hits him with a log. And... uh. She's like, okay, now's my time to get away. I'm going to the van. Yep. She can get in the van. Tries to run over Jason, but Jason, you say he's slow, but he's pretty nimble. Pretty <laughs> agile. Scene. Great work by that stuntman. Because you can tell they're just like, all right, we're going to have this van barreling down on you. You just got to. <laughs> last second. <laughs> jump at the very last <laughs> split second. If you if you miss time, it, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Uh, and then that, uh, she gets stuck on the bridge, 
She's a pretty shitty bridge. Yeah, because she did find the, after, you know, ran out of gas, which is why it gets stuck, she finds the the reserve tank. Why does it, I've never heard of a, Neither have I really. a reserve tank on a vehicle. Yeah. Maybe that's something that they Long had Long distance back. traveling, I guess. Maybe in the 70s you could get that when oil was, uh, you know, uh, less common, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Product of the gas shortage era, I, I guess. I guess. The yeah. van probably gets about three miles per gallon. Yeah, Jason limps his way up there, <laughs> up to the bridge. Well, she gets stuck, too, because the bridge kind of gives way under the mm-hmm. tires. Yeah. And then Jason's like, what? He's like rocking the van, and then he punches through the the window. Yeah, because she gets him stuck in the window when she rolls it oh, up. That's right. That's right. He and then he, <laughs> then he headbutts it <laughs> to get himself out because she... Ducks out the other door. That was pretty hilarious. That was pretty hilarious when he gets his arm stuck in the window and he's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Runs back to the uh, barn, kind of locks it with a shovel. Yeah. Kind of haphazardly. She's looking around for weapons. And that shovel's no match for Jason. He's kind of slides in with his arm and, you know, tosses tosses up the, uh, the shovel. Yep. And then he comes in and locks it with the actual board. Yeah. She's hiding up in the rafters. She drops pull- down on him. She pulls the old arrow star. That's a Lucha Libre reference. Okay. Google it. No. <laughs> arrow star falling from great heights. Uh yeah, so he's got a Jason's got a machete, but he misses. And uh Yeah, she runs up the stairs to the top, to the loft. And she hides behind like the only six bales up there. Good thing Rick was there, <laughs> lifting bales. Mm-hmm. Talking about the three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she hits him with a, a shovel, and then uh, hangs him out the uh, out the window, or the uh, opening of the loft. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh... She ties that cool news sequence. She ties that news pretty quick. You think she's tied a noose or two in her day? <laughs> I don't know. This is in Illinois. I'm <laughs> <laughs> looking at you. I'm grasping at straws in my head. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping you would know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh. Yeah, you think that's it, right? You think mm-hmm. Jason's dead? He's hanging from the. He's you know his neck's got to be broken. That was quite the fall. Yep. But he's just like, eh, I don't feel like hanging around today. <laughs> and this is where Ollie makes the miraculous <laughs> recovery after getting mm-hmm. hacked with a machete earlier. Yeah. <laughs> How come he didn't get put away? Everybody, everybody else got, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, disposed of. So he saves Chris the last second, but not before getting hacked to bits, <laughs> which is hilarious because Jason is just over and over again, just hacking away. He's probably like pissed. 30 seconds. He's like, haven't I already fucking killed you? <laughs> I'm not going to leave it to chance this time. Yeah, which gives Chris enough time to find the axe and then deliver the final blow as he turns around. Yep. Uh, and then she she goes to get, grabs the canoe. Pushes out in the lake and uh, sleeps till morning. Yeah. Which leads to very 
confusing dream sequence slash sequences. It's a fake out. <laughs> Double fake out. <laughs> yeah, first she's dreaming about Jason still being alive, but being in the house. Yeah. And like looking out the window. I think he still has the, he has the axe wound in his head. Yeah, no mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As we talked about earlier, he comes barging out. But then she kind of blinks and he's not there anymore. His face is pretty fucking uh, funny looking in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like the Toxic Avenger. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then she's still laying in the boat and Mrs. Voorhees just pops up. Yeah, and snatches her, which is confusing because she's never met Mrs. Voorhees. She's apparently met Jason before. Yeah. From that attack, but Mrs. Voorhees wasn't involved. And Mrs. Voorhees was decapitated in the <laughs> in the previous film. As or, we saw in the uh, first five minutes of this yeah. one. <laughs> She's just a head on a shrine. Yep. But then again, at the end of the first Friday the 13th, that, that girl didn't know Jason. Yeah. Like, she knew of him. Yeah. But she didn't know him. I guess every boy's got to have a mother, right? So. <laughs> I guess. It was, and then, uh, yeah, turns out it was all a dream. Yeah, she's fine. Cops are there. And uh, they drive off as they, you know, look over. Jason's body is still there. Yep. But there's nobody around it. Like, they don't look like they're investigating too much. <laughs> right? They're just like, I mean, we got enough bodies. We'll get to it when we get to it. How does Forrest start again? Does it show him? It starts with Get him. up and yeah, then just, like, walk off? <laughs> It starts with him laying there, and then yeah, he gets up and he he goes and uh, starts uh, getting ready for the next murders. <laughs> Actually, four starts with the last five minutes to this movie, and then he gets up and walks away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a wrap on the movie. We can, uh, I guess, get into some more fun facts here, unless you have anything else. No, I mean, we covered the hell out of that. Yeah. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. So, they had a different idea when they originally were going to do Friday the 13th Part 3. It was going to be Jason in a hospital. That sounds totally original. (laughs) Yeah. I've never seen or heard of any other movie (laughs) that sounds anything close to that. Yeah, because Halloween 2 was 1980 or 81. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Let's get to the details here. So one of the earlier drafts for Part 3 was uh, Ginny, for Amy Steele from Part 2. You know, they kind of wanted her to be their uh, Jamie Lee Curtis type. Mm-hmm. So they wanted her being sent to a psychiatric hospital and could find there. You know, suffering from the events of part two. She eventually finds out that Jason Voorhees survived from his wounds and tracks her down to the hospital, murdering the staff and other patients. At the time, Steele turned down the role due to her involvement in other projects, resulting in significant script changes. Screenwriter Ron Kurtz, who had written part two, was offered to write the screenplay but also turned the project down. Husband and wife screenwriting duo Martin uh, Kitrusser and Carol Watson instead were hired to write the screenplay uh, and completing the first draft. Paramount subsequently brought in Petru Prospecu, 
to alter the screenplay and make it more sinister and menacing. Though the final filmed version of the script contained significant contributions from Popescu, he remained uncredited. A script for part three called for Jason to wear a mask to cover his face, having worn a bag over his head in part two. This mask would become a trademark for the character and one instantly recognizable in pop culture in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun fact. I can also add to the hockey mask that uh, the reason they use a hockey mask is because basically they were kind of lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, one of the crew members love for hockey. This is from, let's see trying to give the source here the website it's women eared it's w-e-m-i-n-o-r-e-d-i-n film no idea what that is i don't know anyways this is for part three they wanted a mask which wouldn't cause audience members to snicker but they didn't immediately say oh i know a hockey mask instead it was entirely accidental during pre-production, uh, Steve Miner requested a makeup test to get an update on what Jason was going to look like and whether or not the 3D was working the way they wanted. Uh, however, laziness kicked in, and the head of head of effects on the film knew the 3D effects supervisor, Martin J. Uh, Sadoff, kept a bag full of hockey gear with him. So they just used his Detroit Red Wings goaltender mask to cover the face in the makeup test. Miner liked what he saw, and they then created their own mask, which was bigger. Uh, they had to kind of combine a lot of different little yeah. guess, elements to make it bigger to kind of fit his face more. Mm-hmm. As you can tell when it's on Shelly that the mask is smaller. I mean, he's got a big head, but not that big. Yeah. It's mostly, he's all hair. <laughs> he's all fro. Here's a fun fact. Paul Kratka, who plays Rick, originally auditioned for the role of Andy, but the filmmakers thought he would make a better Rick. I don't know if that's a compliment, <laughs> I think you'd be better as Rick. Just how you've been treating uh, all the women in this audition. Here's another fun fact. Larry Zerner was discovered just on a street corner for this movie. The screenwriters, Martin uh, you know, Kitrisser and wife Carol Watson, simply spotted Zerner handing out flyers for the movie The Road Warrior. And they knew he was perfect for Shelley. <laughs> uh, I believe it. Yeah, there's a few uh, trivia bits here claiming that uh, Jason was originally supposed to rape Chris in the flashback scene. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it sounds like they wanted to imply that it was a sexual assault uh, so that people would be happy that Jason was killed at the end because they weren't planning on making any more. Um, but they uh, they didn't Im- uh, implicitly make it a, a sexual assault because Jason was never, uh, he had never sexually assaulted any of his other victims. So a little fun fact here. It says, uh, this is the only film where Jason kills a pregnant woman <laughs> in the series. <laughs> <laughs> they probably forgot she was pregnant. Yeah. That's what my guessing was. Yeah, there was an alternate ending where uh, Chris gets decapitated by Jason. 
This is the film takes place in July 1984. They're going in. The, they're looking into the future. Yeah. So I don't know why they would do that. Just fucking. Part, well, part two must be a couple years after part one. Yeah. Because I think part two starts like maybe a year after part one, and then they jump maybe a year or two into the future from there. Because I think part eight takes place in like 2005. Because there's a 20 year jump between part four and part five. With the Tommy Jarvis growing up. Yeah. Or a uh, 15 year, I think it is. Between yeah, those two. I do remember talking uh, about that timeline with you on our previous episode. It's probably part when we talked about part six. Yeah. Because it's such a weird timeline because Tommy Jarvis is just grown up now. <laughs> it's he, like two years later. He goes from being like 12 to being 20. Yeah. Corey Feldman to, I don't know, annoying guy in part six. <laughs> He's the same one from part five, right? They use the same actor for five and six? No, I think they used a different one in each uh Okay. Each one. I think the guy from part five found God and he didn't want to do part six. Uh, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Most of these trivias aren't very interesting. And a lot of it's repetitive. So you mentioned that the cabin was burned down. It says a hardcore fan in 2005 lit a fire in the fake fireplace in the cabin and it burned the whole fucker to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> An idiot. Here's a fun fact. So several deaths in the film had to be cut to avoid an X rating from the MPAA, which include the following. Andy's death, which showed his leg being cut off and his stomach being ripped open. Vera's death for too much gore and looking too real. Edna's death uh, was cut because of excessive blood flow. Chili's impalement was cut because of a shot showing uh, steaming blood hitting the floor. Which one was Chili? I can't remember. It must be uh, the hippie's girl. The hippie ah, girl. that makes sense. Because there would have been uh, steaming blood hitting the floor because she got hit with a fire poker. That's right. Uh, Debbie's death scene was also trimmed which originally showed blood running down her chest and splattering on her face. I mean, you can show all that stuff now, but... <laughs> yeah. At 82, not quite yet. I mean, they would push the envelope in every one of these uh, movies. It would just kind of yeah. escalate from one to the next. Here's another fun fact. Uh, former trapeze artist Richard Brooker was chosen to play Jason simply because Steve Miner needed a big man for the role. Being six foot three inches tall, but not that bulky, the slim and toned Booker wore fo uh, foam padding under his clothes and did all of his own stunts. Mm. So as we talked about earlier, this film actually takes place the day after the events of Friday the 13th Part 2, making it Saturday the 14th. While the beginning takes place on the evening of Saturday the 14th, when the store owner and his wife are killed, the majority of the, move of the film takes place on the following day, making it Sunday the 15th. Unacceptable. Mm -hmm. uh, so they actually filmed the uh, movie in January and February, and several night scenes were trimmed in order to conceal the actor's visible breath appearing on screen. Yeah, even in California, but I mean, I'm sure they're up in the, in the hills, maybe. Yeah. It's a little cold at night, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure January and February... You know, yeah. if you're off the beach, you know, in the in the inland. Maybe that's why they didn't show any uh, skinny dipping scenes. 
Nobody's getting wet. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, I don't see really too much other really interesting fun facts on IMDb. Like I said, there's a lot of repet- repetition on that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I'd probably give this one an eventually. It's one of the better ones of the franchise. It's I one of the more so. important ones of the franchise, and it's a lot of fun. Eventually. And he gets his mask. And yeah. I need to buy the box set, because now I, I want to watch the rest of them. Well, I tell you, that set I have is a really good deal for the price, and it's the only box set you're going to find these days. I think of all the disputes. I think iTunes had uh, had it on sale last week, the first eight movies. Because I know uh, a friend of the show, uh, her husband bought all eight movies on iTunes. I see. So, but uh, yeah. The box that I bought, I think it was only 25 bucks. And there's a lot of special features on there. Yeah, and it's uh, it's Blu-ray, so. Yep. um, I will be looking for that. Because, like I said, this is kind of becoming one of my favorite franchises. Mm-hmm. Love me some Jason Voorhees. Yep. Now, luckily, you haven't seen nine yet. Jason goes to hell, but it does pick up again for Jason X. I uh, I've got to try to find some time to watch those because I yeah. those are the two I haven't seen. Jason but. X is a lot of fun. Cameo from David Cronenberg in that film. Ooh. In the beginning. Wow. Mm-hmm. I bet he has a pretty spectacular demise. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of his shit. <laughs> I can't remember his specific death, but I'm pretty sure he eats it. Pretty, he's just in the beginning. Yeah. But can't remember how he goes. Anyways, uh, all right, I think that'll about do it. Where can people get lovely merch? And help support the show. We even have merch for the horror extravaganza we're doing. Yeah. You can check out, uh, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM. Watch this movie. And uh, yeah, Teespring says we have too many selections <laughs> for our uh, promo code to work. Yep. So I tried deleting some of the, uh, the more extraneous items available. I didn't want to. You know, cut it down too much as far as the selection goes. Um, but it's still not working for anything except for our graffiti design. So if you want to save 10% on the graffiti design, it's H O R R O R. Horror. Did I spell that right? <laughs> Horror. Uh, and it's, it's working on that design. The other ones, it's not working yet. Uh, Teespring says it's a known issue, or they've discovered that it's an issue, and their tech support is working on it with no ETA. So, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Uh, you know, go ahead and uh, and check out the merch anyways, and uh, maybe I'll throw a bonus design up there or something before we get to uh, our usual first of the month new mm-hmm. designs. Yeah, you can also support the show by subscribing and rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or basically any podcast platform. Drop us a review. That would be a, a great help. You can get on uh, five stars. Pop, Podcoin for a couple more days. Yep. Promo code WTMPod gets you three, ex, 
300 uh, bonus points. Yeah. Get them all you can. It's a uh, questionable business model. <laughs> just like Movie Pass. <laughs> movie like, Pass is shut. Well, like they shut just, down last uh, last weekend. You're just gonna pay people to listen to podcasts. Uh, where's your income? <laughs> I mean, as a consumer, it's uh, it seems like a fantastic idea to me. Mm-hmm. But as a business person, I question the logistics. Yeah, there was no ads on there. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how they're making money, and obviously they're not. They're probably bleeding, uh, but check us out on a, any other podcast platform. We're on Spotify now. We are. That's what I heard, and apparently you can listen to us for free. Is uh, is the word on the street? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, you can email us at watchthismovieyahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at positivelywolf one. And you can check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you're off my case.